and welcome to another edition of Sassy Nation on this first day of March, 2022. So we made it through January, we made it through February. Now we are in the home stretch of springtime-like weather. Thank God, hopefully. Because sometimes here in New York, it can snow in March. And we've had some really doozy snowstorms here in, in March. So here's hoping that we have none. So like I'm so superstitious. So I have like this um, decoration outside my house. It's a snowman. We put him in the garage. <laughs> I do not want any snow in March. Okay. Um, so this week, I'm going to talk about the draft in a different type of way. And I will mention the combine in a different type of way than you're used to hearing. Um, why? Because I'm sick and tired of looking and watching and seeing mock drafts. And I like the word mock because, yes, I laugh at all of you fucking assholes doing mock drafts. You have nothing better to do than do a mock draft. Seriously. Like, about 90% of you are wrong as to who the team is going to draft anyway. How is that fun? Please, someone enlighten me and tell me how creating a mock draft is fun. And all of you dumb, naive people on Twitter who believe everything that the media people are selling you about this draft. Again, how stupid can you be? Let's just, let, this is just your reminder, your daily reminder that Daniel Jeremiah knows shit about football. Okay. Let's just look at last year where he hyped up certain players, hyped up players, hyped up players that never made it to his top rookie list. Okay, if you're going to have a top 25 rookie list, your number one and number two pick of the draft should be on that fucking list. Especially when the one of them was called a generational talent. It shouldn't make a difference what team he was on, how the offensive line was, um, the weapons he had, because he's a generational talent. He should be able to fight through that, shouldn't he? Like, I'm so sick and tired of people going on TV and on radio, and on social media, pretending like they know fucking shit, putting it out there, and having you dumbass people believe in it. Then some of you fans get so upset. On Twitter, I see it, like, so upset. Oh, oh how can they draft that guy? Why would he want to draft him? Or why would they want to sign that guy? Or are you crazy? Like, and he really, he really, this guy really thinks that, like, the Jets are going to sign this guy, or the Giants are going to do this, they're going to trade this guy. I mean, seriously, people. Ready? It's called clicks. It's called views. It's called ratings. All of this stuff is to be to get you hyped up in such a way where you're going to respond. You're going to respond by commenting on social media. You're going to comment. You're going to like. You're going to share. You're going to retweet. That's what it's all about, people. It's not real journalism anymore. These guys are guessing. They don't, they don't, they're not doing real journalism. I don't care if they went to the best freaking school in town. Real journalism is dead now, thanks to Twitter. That's all people care about. Twitter, 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 Twitter. 
That's it. Look, look what happened with Tom Brady's retirement announcement and Adam Scheffner screwing that up. You know, if anybody earned to do their own retirement announcement, it was Tom Brady. Because everybody has to be the first. Everybody has to be the first on Twitter. They have to be the first to announce shit. They have to be the first to say that they had the story. And maybe so. But that's all it's about. As is this draft and the combine. First of all, the combine, don't take it too seriously. Okay. It's fun. It's exciting to watch. It's made for TV. That's all it is. It's made for TV. People are bored now. Because if you don't like basketball, the NBA, you don't like the NHL and hockey, and baseball's going through their fucking shit again. You got nothing to really watch, right? No sports on TV to really watch. Guess what you're going to be watching Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? You're going to be watching this. That's what the combine is. It's scripted plays. Now, like I don't get too excited about a quarterback throwing the football around on a field that's scripted plays or the tight end running a certain play or the wide receiver running a certain route or the running back doing certain things. No, why? Because it's scripted, especially for the quarterback. Scripted. He knows what plays he wants to throw. He's gonna throw his strengths. He's not gonna show you his weaknesses out there on the combine, he's gonna show you all his strengths. Why you make such a big freaking ass deal about it? It's crazy. So there were 324 college athletes invited, okay, to the combine, which starts on Thursday. So Thursday's the quarterback and tight end. Friday's the running back, the offensive lineman. Um, Saturday's the defensive lineman, linebackers, and then Sunday's the defensive backs. That's the schedule. Isn't that exciting? Great. Watch it. Get excited. See who can run faster. Who see who's the fastest runner. I mean, yes, but it's made for TV. You know, I, I understand people get excited about this kind of stuff, but you can go on that And that's just me. Well, I want it now. You know, depends on what I'm to do. But to me, it's just fun and exciting things to watch. I like watching the things in steps. But seriously, why do you take some of your fans out here taking so freaking seriously? Yeah. Like, oh,
because I wrote down something and I wanted to read it. So on Instagram yesterday, let me see if this device actually sees my notes. <laughs> um, yes, okay. So someone on Instagram yesterday was trying, I guess, to beat me in an argument. First of all, let me just let you know something about me. You are never going to bait me into an online argument. Okay, I will state my facts. I will state what I feel. I will state everything and then I will say bye. And I literally will leave the conversation. Especially to the guys out there who then try to demean me, try to belittle me and disrespect me. If you can't have a fucking conversation, don't bother commenting back to me. First of all, and also educate yourself before coming at me because you'll look stupid. Don't tell me. So this guy tried to bait me into like, a, I guess, race baiting because Jordan Palmer had a post about the it factor. And I posted down some of the quarterbacks that I thought had the it factor. Not all of them, but ones that mostly popped into my head spontaneously. Put that, put that shit down there. So one guy had to come at me and tell me, oh, I conveniently left out the black, the black quarterbacks. And that Justin Fields deserves to be on there. No, he doesn't. I don't think Justin Fields is a top 10 quarterback yet. First of all, he just had his rookie year. So I, I don't think he, he has the it factor. I really don't. Will he be a good quarterback? Yes. Not a great quarterback, but a good quarterback. Maybe he'll change my mind after this season and he'll be a great quarterback. But I'm not, I'm not sold on Justin Fields. Okay. So since Tom Brady and Big Ben retired, they're now off my top 10 quarterback list because I don't have retirees in my list. I have active playing quarterbacks. So here is my top 10 for those dumbasses out there that don't know, listen to my podcast, number one, obviously. And two, people who want to come at me. So number 10 is Derek Carr. Number nine is Justin Herbert. Number eight is Matt Ryan. Number seven is Dak Prescott. Right? One, two, three. Four, five. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll go to number one because I can't read this backwards. It's not stupid. <laughs> okay, so one, two, three. Derek Carr is ten. Justin Herbert is nine. Matt Ryan is eight. Jack Prescott is seven. Lamar Jackson is six. Matthew Stafford is five. Josh Allen is four. Patrick Mahomes is three. Burrow is two. And Aaron Rodgers is number one. Here's my top ten list for quarterback. I was going to read it earlier, but there you go. You know, I was going to read it backwards. I mean, like, no, from one to ten, but I'm like, why don't I do that? We'll do it from ten to one. There you go. Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, Matt Ryan, Jeff Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Matthew Stafford, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers. So, um, because Tom Brady was number one. Aaron Rodgers is number 10. So now Aaron Rodgers moves up to one. Ben Rothenberger was number 10. Derek Carr was number 11. So now he moves up to number 10. 
so there you go. I'm gonna have a little bit of time, but I'm not gonna do that right now. But right, right now, but there's my top ten. Okay, of the top ten quarterbacks in the NFL right now. And this is just word to the wise: race does not have anything to do with talent. FYI, for all you nut jobs out there, race has race, sexuality, and culture have nothing to do with talent and the ability to work hard. Don't throw that shit at me. I will run you over when you throw that shit at me. Okay. So now let's do the draft. So here's what I'm gonna do for the draft. I'm not gonna give you names of players, like you know, mock draft stuff that I think the Jets should pick and the Giants and stuff. So I'm just gonna do the top ten. And it's interesting, it's kind of funny for me personally, thinking in the top ten. Both New York teams, the Jets and Giants, have two pick each. How freaking, I don't know how freaking sad that is. It's ironic and it's funny. They both have top 10 picks, two top, two top 10 picks. That's how bad football is here in New York. For those keeping score. So you have the Jets, Giants, you have the Jags, the Lions, the Texans, the Broncos, the Panthers, and the Falcons in the top 10. Here are their needs that they need. There needs to improve in no particular order. I just did my homework. I just wrote it down. And I'm just going to tell you what each team needs. We'll start with the Jaguars. They need offense and defensive line. They need a linebacker. They need a tight end. They need edge. They need running back. And they need a wide receiver. Lions. They need edge. They need a cornerback, they need a linebacker, they need a wide receiver, they need a safety, they need an O-line. Texans, edge, ILB, wide receiver, DL, C, yes, they need a center. CB, S, and TE. I think it's easier if I just to give you the initials. Broncos, they need, um, they need a linebacker, CB, edge, offensive tackle, quarterback. Panthers, offensive tackle, edge, offensive guard, and a safety. That's what they need. Nowhere in there, Panther fans, did I say quarterback. You have a quarterback. Now, I'm also going to add for the Panthers.
they need to draft one. Whether or not he's going to be a starter right now, eventually, or a backup to Daniel Jones. But I can't see Daniel Jones staying there after this year. I see him gone. Sorry, but not sorry. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback. I don't think he's a good quarterback. I think they um, messed him up. I think he'd make a great backup quarterback, not a starting quarterback. He is not a starter. Sorry, but not sorry. That's just how I feel. Just by looking at the film and looking at it to see how he is and looking to see the type of plays that they have to come up with, the playbook for him, in order for him to be successful, it's hard for him to be successful. Now, yes, they need to fix the offensive line. They need to get him a tight end. They need to get him an actual wide receiver one. But Daniel Jones is not the answer at quarterback. So here's my question. Do you think they'd take Pickett at, at um, when, when are they drafting? Four or five? Uh, Jets are drafting at four. They're drafting at five. At five. If Pickett is still available at five, do you think they take Pickett? That's my question. Because you know all this stupid shit that, that all these teams do. The, the new GM then wants his own guy. Because God freaking forbid you have a guy, can't you just make him better? You know. Jets, they need a tight end. Zach Wilson needs to have an actual tight end. They need wide receiver one. They do not have a wide receiver one. Corey Davis is a two. Elijah Moore is a three. Braxton Berrios is not a wide receiver, people. He's special teams unit. He's a special teamser. Oh, that's what I forgot. Okay, anyhow. Um, he's special teams. They need to fix the offensive line. They need edge. They need to get rid of Beckham. They really do need to get rid. I don't. I cannot. I do not foresee Beckham on this team anymore. Same as they need to trade Mims. So there's the two trades: Mims and Beckham. As in a package, Mims and Beckham in a package. With maybe one of their picks, maybe their future pick from next year, like a second or third rounder. For maybe a tight end, or maybe a safety, or maybe trade it for a wide receiver. Don't, and here's the thing that Jets fans have to remember yes, they have cap space, but you have to also pay every single one of your draft picks. You can't just do everything in free, uh, do most of the stuff in free agency. You do need to get some leadership veterans in here to help these guys mature and help these guys learn, you know, the ropes of the NFL. But you also have to remember all your draft picks have to get paid. And you need space for that. And speaking of um, Zach Wilson, uh, took a look at his Instagram. He changed his picture. It looks really much his Instagram now looks 10 times better. And he actually did something to his Instagram. He added highlights. I'm so excited. Because, you know, if everybody that is listening for the first time, I own a social media company. And the one thing that pisses me off about athletes on social media is the fact that they do stories. First of all, and then Zach, honey, why are you doing stories with nobody and letting nobody reply to your story? Why bother then? I hate when athletes do that shit. Don't do that shit. 
you're going to do a story, leave the messaging open, unless people are sending you stupid, shitty messages, which I can understand. Um, you know. Um, but still, so his, he has a, he has a little meaner photo as his, as his uh, profile picture, which is kind of cool. Um, and he has some, he has some really cool highlight reels from his stories. He's got pro day, game day, sports center, top 10. Not bad. I think those are really cool. Um, you didn't have to put the hashtag though for Sports Center top ten because hashtags don't matter in highlights. Um, and then of course the New York Jets social media team I have to give like you know a high five to for their um, video that they put together of of Zach for the combine, where they where they had him at the combine and then you know like a, almost like a Star Trek type feel to the video and then, you know, putting him into the Jets uniform for the combine. Um, very cool. I thought that was a very good, very good. But I'm also gonna say this. I'm gonna save, I saved the video, the post that he did where he, he said season two loading because he took the video for the Jets, probably gave him the video for him to post. Um, I'm gonna save it because I'm going to go back to all you fans that commented the following. Oh, we're going to the playoffs this year, Zach. Oh, my God. that um, uh, My quarterback, my quarterback always, heart. Um, MVP season, ordering that black jersey because I have 100% in faith, faith in this man. All these comments. Can't wait for year two time to cook it up. Ball next season, please. You're gonna be MVP, homie. We are so fucking excited. Young King MVP. Big Zach Wilson fan right here. We all believe in you. Keep pushing. I'm gonna go back at it because you know he's gonna have hard times next year. It's not gonna be perfect. So I'm just gonna wait until he has that one bad game where all of you people who are doing all this stupid shit on his page telling him how much you love him. I'm going to throw him under the bus because I'll come back at I'm going to come back at, at you and I'd say, oh, but remember, look here on February 28th, you said can't wait for the year two time to cook it up. Oh, there's my quarterback. Oh, but there it was your quarterback. But when he screws up, he's not your quarterback. See, that's what the fan base thought. This, was, this is why the Jets fans are made fun of all the time. Because you guys are bandwagoners. You're only on the bandwagon for a player when he's doing good. When he sucks and he's having a horrible time at it, you throw him under the bus. Oh, he needs to be traded. Oh, he needs to sit down. Oh, he stinks. Oh, he sucks. Oh, he, he, he's not our quarterback. Oh, we're going to get another quarterback in 2024. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, you all blame the quarterback, too, by the way, for everything that's happened. Here's my question out there for Jets fans. You blame Sam Darnold, and I'm going to go back at this. You blame Sam Darnold for the reason why the Jets were having problems and not making the playoffs for the three years that he was here. Did we make the playoffs last year with Zach Wilson? Because since you all said that it was the quarterback that was the problem, 
And I'm not trying to throw shade at Zach, because I do think Zach has high ceiling. I'm trying to make a point with all you fucked up fans who know Dilly Squad about football. I'm going to say it again. No quarterback can ever have success under the conditions that the Jets put them under. Because Sam Donald had the same problems here that Zach had last year with the offensive line, not having true weapons, not having a true tight end, not having a true wide receiver one, not having another running back to help with the rookie running back too, by the way, because you want the running back that's going to affect the passing game, not just a running back that can ground and pound it. That's what you need. That's what Zach needs to be successful. A quarterback needs between 4.5 and 6.5 seconds in that pocket to complete a route, to make, to execute that route. Obviously, everything else has to work out. The running back and the wide receiver and the tight end have to run the, run the correct route, too, and catch the damn ball and hold on to the ball. Unlike Robbie Anderson, though, with the Panthers, that can't do, can't do shit and then blame Sam Darnold for it. If you all recall Panther fans, now I'll, I'll talk about you. If you all recall last year when Sam was traded, Robbie Anderson was excited about Sam Darnold coming to Pan the Panthers. Oh, look at him. He has a new aura. Look at him shining. He's a different guy. Blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, then he signed his extension because Sam was the quarterback. Remember? Remember he got that money. He said, I'm signing this extension because I'm excited that Sam's here and the and the and the direction the Panthers are taking with Sam. Then, after, you know, they lost games, everything went downhill. And then Robbie Anderson changed his fucking tune. Because he's immature, people. And why would the Jets fans want him back on this team? Why? You know how it's going to end. You really want him on the sideline yelling at Zach like he was on the sideline yelling at Sam? Like an immature little boy? Seriously. Panthers have pretty much almost the same problems as the Jets do, too. Hmm. Ironic, right? But the quarterback needs protection. The greatest misconception is that the quarterback's the most important, but the offensive line is more important than a quarterback. Simply without it, it's literally impossible impossible for any quarterback regardless of talent to gain even moderate success now i know we're all gonna talk oh well look at joe burrow did joe burrow and the Bengals win the super bowl no they got their asses kicked he got sacked seven times in the super bowl because that offensive line eventually broke down way too often way too much and he couldn't do what he normally can do see you can have that moderate success sparingly, like Joe Burrow did, but it didn't lead him to winning the Super Bowl. He needs, the Bengals need to fix that offensive line for Joe Burrow. If they want Joe Burrow to get back to the Super Bowl, that's what they need to do. The Rams had one of the best offensive lines. Notice what happened. Notice what happened with Matt Stafford. Just, just take a look. Notice what happened. 
Matthew Stafford had a stat line of 29-11 with a 99 PR in 2017 with the Lions. And the most and the second most sacks allowed when he was with the Lions. This year, he is he was one of the best quarterbacks against the Blitz. That's what happens when you have an efficient, consistent, and effective offensive line. That's what I've been preaching, y'all, but you don't want to listen. Now, sometimes strong quarterback play can outshine bad offensive line play. We saw that with Manning, with Eli Manning. And I know, yes, sometimes a quarterback can get a pass off now and then and even complete a few under pressure. We've seen some heroic performances. But it's not consistent. It's never going to be consistently game after game after game after game. You need effective pass protection. That's what the Jets need. That's what the Giants need. That's what the Panthers need. That's what the Jaguars need. That's what the Bengals need. So we'll see what happens. We still have what, like over a month and a half to go, basically, before the draft anyway. And franchise tags, I believe they have till March 8th to franchise tag players. We'll see what happens with that. And certain um, players get bonuses, I think by March 7th. That's off the top of my head. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. So enjoy watching the combine, the third to the sixth. Don't go crazy over it though. Just enjoy it. It's fun and exciting to watch. But it's scripted. Remember, the quarterbacks here are scripted. They're going to throw their best throws to gain the attention of co coaches and offensive coordinators and GMs. That's what they're, that's the whole point of the combine for the quarterbacks. The tight ends want to make good catches. The wide receivers want to make good catches. They want to do good pass plays. They want to do good routes. They want to show that they know their stuff. The running backs want to run fast. Special teams guys, same thing. And then you have the offensive linemen have to block. The defensive linemen have to block. You have all that different stuff that goes on at the combine. Remember, they want to show their best stuff. They put their best foot forward. That's all it's about. I can guarantee you, teams already know what they're doing before the combine. The combine will just make it 100%. You know, their pick 100%. Maybe they're like 95% and they're just waiting to see what they're going to do at the combine to make it official that they're going to pick certain people. I don't know. I'll just say this. If the Jaguars and Lions do not pick Hutch, Hutchinson from Michigan, they are, they're, then they have no idea what they're doing. He should be the top pick of the draft. In my opinion, because I, I, well, yeah, I know I'm a little biased with Michigan, but uh, watching him play a reasonable game this past year, if you were not watching, I don't know what the hell you were watching then. He's the best. He's the number one pick out of that whole entire draft. If he falls for the Texans, the Texans then get like a really awesome, awesome leader and an awesome player. So we'll see. So on Friday, I will do the recordings of Fangirl. Hashtag sarcasm. Um, 
on Friday. Wednesday, which is tomorrow, I will do a short version live on my Facebook page of The Sassy Show, presented by Rock and World Radio. That will be tomorrow. I am going to do it mm, one o'clock-ish. Maybe I'll do a little bit later. I don't know. We'll see. Anywhere between one and three. Let's let's start that. Let's do it that way. Because I want to be finished by three o'clock anyway. <laughs> I have so much stuff going on this week. So anyhow, anywho, that's just that. So I will say this. Let me give social media tip of the day. We will end with some tips for NFL players because I feel as though they truly really need some social media um, lessons here because they truly have no idea what they're doing. I'm not kidding. When I say this, I really, I desperately mean this because I find like, like some of them, like I just said, why bother doing stories if you're not going to put them in highlights? Okay. Here are the four C's of social media. It's my latest post. And this is mostly the four C's of, of Instagram. Concise, conversational, clear, and consistent. Okay. Concise. Giving a lot of information clearly and in a few words, brief but comprehensive. So many of you give like information that I have no idea what you're giving it. It's not clear information. It's just all over the map. Two, conversational. From this perspective, conversations are action. The very heartbeat and lifeblood of social media is conversation. Learn to have conversation with fans. Converse with the people who are supporting you. Don't just converse with the other Joe Schmoes of the NFL. Converse with people who are your fan base. Clear. A social media strategy defines how your organization will use social media to achieve its communication aims and the supporting platforms and tools it will use to achieve this. At a basic level, it is simple. It's a simple statement of intent, outlining the goals and measurable objects for using social media and targeting outcomes you want to achieve, clearly. Four, consistent. The more engaging content you create and post, the more likely People will know who you are, what you do, and how and how you can help them. This doesn't mean you need to post five times a day. Realistically speaking, it's the type of content you post that needs to be consistent. True. Okay. Here's my thing. Ready? Put stories into highlights. Use stories as a live marketing tool. Create mode is your um though is your secret to success. So here is for the athletes out there. Put stories into highlights. I never really understood while anybody would use stories, let them disappear and never put them in a highlight. Stories are like your little blog posts. They tell the audience a little something about you, your business, they're inspiring, and they need to be placed on your bio page and highlights. So let's use Zach Wilson as an example again. So he has three of them now. Okay, which are good, but he needs another one. So you need to not just do about you as a football player, but why don't we have throwbacks? Let people see you when you were a child. Let people see you playing football as a little kid. You know, he can put throwbacks. He can do family pictures with his mom and his sister, with his brother, you know, that kind of stuff. Let people see you, Zach, as the real person that you are, not just a football person. Like, you're, you're, football player is your job. 
but who are you as a person? That's also what you should highlight in, in highlights. You can also do random. Um, use stories as live marketing tools. One of the most valuable features that Instagram Stories gives marketers is the ability to include a link that brings users directly to the purchase page of a product. This feature eliminates the need to visit a company's website. Instagram Stories can be used as a way to storytell to your customers, in this case for Zach, and a way to storytell to your fans. This can be used in the most creative way and then put on your bio page as a highlight. Okay. Note. Many NFL players miss opportunities not using stories to promote their brand or stay connected to the fan base. They also don't use highlights that separate them from the rest of the pack and gives them their own identity. Remember that stories is a way of creating your own identity, being who you are, showing the real you, not a fake you, not the, not the you that you think people want to see, but who you truly are. And as a football player, a lot of them don't know this. Yes, thank you for the Sports Center top 10. Thank you for the game day highlights. But we just don't want to see highlights from you on the field. We want to see highlights of you off the field. Throwbacks when you were young. Random stuff. I think he posted the other day about him eating dinner on the beach or something. That's a random pop. That's a random highlight. And also, another thing. If you're going to do a story and you're an athlete, don't shut off the messaging. Don't shut, shut people off from commenting on your story. That's how you connect with people. That's how you connect with fans and you never know how you, who you're gonna connect with. And I know, I get it. I get them all the time, the hate messaging. Just ignore that shit, delete, move on. Literally, delete that message, delete, move on. Don't even, don't even acknowledge it, just delete it. That's all you have to do, just delete it. So I'll talk to y'all tomorrow on The Sassy Show live on my Facebook page. If I'm not there, you don't see me, don't worry, you can always watch the recap and I will download it to my YouTube channel. Ta-ta for now, talk to you tomorrow and then I will definitely talk to you Friday.